Pins of Peril, read by the author, Angelo Ford. Chapter 7, Lost on Solo. I graduated from the U.S. Air Force ROTC program with honors and achieved the highest rank of cadet commander. My training detachment selected me to serve as assistant to the commander, a coveted first assignment as an active duty officer in the Air Force. My duties were to assist in all training, attend recruiting fairs, and, as a pilot training selectee, I was tasked with completing introductory flight training, otherwise known as IFT, at our local airbase. To formally qualify for undergraduate pilot training, all new officers had to pass IFT, which essentially meant getting your private pilot license in the U.S. Air Force T-41 Mescalero, a military version of the popular Cessna 172. I attended this training at Hanscom Air Force Base in Massachusetts over the summer of 1999 and was truly living my dream. The Air Force was paying me a second lieutenant salary as well as paying me to learn how to fly. My primary flight instructor was a retired cargo pilot and an absolute pleasure to fly with. My training progressed very well and within no time I flew my first local solo flight in the pattern. Basically, I completed a series of takeoff and landings without my instructor to demonstrate my ability to operate the aircraft safely. A few weeks after my initial solo, I was cleared to fly a solo cross-country flight, one of the final requirements to apply for a check flight and obtain my private pilot license. The term solo cross-country can be a bit deceiving, as cross-country implies a long flight across America. But this actually consists of just flying to a few locations outside of your local area and then returning to the base that you took off from. I prepped for the flight by studying my local area maps, making notes of local radar controllers that I would contact along the way, and noting any navigational beacons I would use to find my way from point to point and then return home. On the day of my cross-country solo, I briefed my instructor on the route of my flight and walked him through the entire path. He was confident in my ability to wander from local area in the skies and shook my hand and sent me skyward. The flight started off great. It was a cold morning with partial clouds dotting the sky. My entire flight would follow visual flight rules, VFR, which meant that I would need to navigate and stay out of any clouds. I turned north away from my airbase, noted the time on my clock, referenced my map, and then looked out the window to check for physical references on the ground to confirm my position. Everything checked out, and I was well on my way. I dialed the frequency of my first navigational aid into the aircraft and followed the instruments to reach my first target. Again, I referenced my clock, my map, and the ground. Perfect. Everything looked great. I completed this routine for a few more targets and then flew over my first base checkpoint in southern New Hampshire. Looking to the south, I could clearly identify the Merrimack River below. I dialed in the next frequency and headed for my checkpoint. When I arrived at the navigational beacon, I checked my clock and looked at my map. A spike of fear rushed through my mind when I looked outside and I didn't see any of the ground references that I expected to see. Instantly, I knew that I had screwed something up. I checked my position and then the radio frequencies. I noticed I had transposed the number and followed the wrong navigational signal. My gut sank when I realized that I was lost. I compartmentalized my fear and focused on my mantra that my instructor had drilled into me during training. I could almost hear his voice remind me to aviate, navigate, communicate. I focused on aviating by leveling my aircraft and checking my fuel. I looked for visual references outside below. While scanning outside the aircraft, I noticed a large golf course. I looked on my map and then circled three golf courses that were within reason of where I thought I might be. I looked for two navigational aids and then used them to triangulate my position on a map. Confident I knew where I was, I looked back out the window and set a course for what I thought would be the proper checkpoint. I referenced my clock to mark the time that should have passed over the target, but to my horror, 
Ferrara, I could not find any visual references outside the airplane. Since I was flying under VFR flight rules as opposed to instrument flight rules, IFR, I was not being tracked by any radar controllers and was navigating, or lack thereof navigating, completely on my own accord. I realized by this point in the flight that I was running low on fuel and based on the time that I had already been flying, I would need to head in the direction of my home base or I would risk running out of fuel. I swallowed my pride and contacted radar control for the area and declared that I was a solo student on cross country and not sure of my position. I bit my lip and waited for a chastising lecture. The 15 minutes that I was lost were among the longest of my life. I never allowed panic to set in, but I could feel terror seeping out of the darkest compartment that I had shoved it into. After a few moments, the radar controller responded and instructed me to dial in an identification frequency. Within moments, he gave me vectors towards the Merrimack River, and I had a clear understanding of my position. He graciously offered positive reinforcement and said that I did the right thing by communicating my situation. I thanked him and returned to the south and eventually landed at my home base. I debriefed the flight with my constructor and he reminded me that even though I was off track, I was never actually lost as I stayed in communication with radar control and did the right thing. His words were consoling, but in my heart I recognized the situation for what it was and it shook me to my core. After the flight, I really struggled with the idea of whether or not flying was actually for me. I wondered how I could ever stay ahead in a jet if I could barely hold it together in a prop airplane. I retraced the flight in a simulator and finger flew over my maps. It became clear to me in review that I mistuned one navigational frequency and that was the root cause of the entire incident. This experience opened up a new chapter in my life. I made a mistake but I owned up to it and I was able to recover without what could have been a tragic incident. By looking back with the lessons learned mindset I was able to identify the root cause of the scenario and from that day forward I double checked my frequencies always before committing them to navigation. Aviate, navigate, and most importantly communicate surely saved my ass on that flight. The brief peril that I experienced when I was lost was enough to qualify as a first official red pen in my flying career. Thank you.